0: Hello, welcome, nerd nation, nerd nation, entertainment, broadcast, 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 broadcast. Broad, broad, broadcast. Thank you. Thank you. What's good? Hey, Antonio. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? How are you?
1: I'm good, brother. How about yourself, man?
0: Good, good. You're live on the new Nerd Nation Entertainment Broadcast. Pleasure to have you on.
1: All right. It's certainly a pleasure to be here, man. Certainly very, very nice to uh, be a part of this.
0: Most definitely, and it's it's a pleasure to have you. So I appreciate you being on, especially with what's going on in the world today. Yeah, so yeah, there's a
1: lot happening, brother. <laughs> <A>
0: lot <laughs> happening. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, you uh, you've always been a real cool person, and I thought your story was really interesting. So I figured, why not uh, share it? Um, just so everyone knows, you're you're a saxophone player. Uh,
1: yeah, saxophone is my main instrument. Um, okay. Play a little bit of piano and keys um, I do that mostly for writing And then, um, you know, as most saxophonists We woodwind instruments Is You know, we play woodwind So a little bit of flute and clarinet Nice um, I mess around with some other instruments as well But that's pretty much my main bag right there
0: Nice So um, let, let's start from scratch What's, uh, growing up When was the first time you heard music?
1: Oh, dude uh, m- music has always been in my house. Um, growing up, my f- my mom always... My folks always played records. Like records, like real records, like vinyl.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <went to> <laughs> so we always had records playing around the house. So I just... Yeah, I was always drawn to music, man. But probably for me, more in, a, in, a, in an emotional way. As a kid, I think I remember, like, listening to a song and I was, you know... Felt like I might want to cry or something like that, so I didn't, you know, I didn't know what was happening, but I, I just knew music was always something that I felt, you know, growing up as a kid.
0: Who introduced you, and what was your first instrument?
1: Um, well, you know what, I'll I'll give that credit to my grandmother. Um, she was uh, my my folks who let me stay at her place every once in a while and she always played she had this little mini organ you know that she would play and she would play like the old hymns and and sing so i think i used to bang on i used to bang around on it and i think that that's my first instrument i used to bang on that little that little keyboard that she had a little organ. it's like a little little box organ and i and i remember her telling me, or my—I think my mom told me—is that the lady across the hall was a piano teacher, and she heard me banging on the piano, and she told my grandmother, "She's like that kid has got something, you know." And that's the first thing I remember. You know, it's probably the first instrument I ever, you know, played on was a piano, but saxophone didn't come until later, till I was in, um, I think, junior high school or something like that
0: yeah the first time I seen the saxophone is gonna sound kind of funny, but I think it was on the Simpsons you know that okay. uh that one okay. character <laughs> did you ever see it the dude like yes, he plays yes. the sax
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, man. uh
1: yeah I've got you by I probably got you by a few years so
0: no, you know you what know. it was Kenny G come to think of it uh, like yeah, they yeah. they imitated uh Kenny G being on there a couple times
1: yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think I remember that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love that show,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, it's I a classic. What? Uh, uh, so what drew you to that? What drew you to the saxophone?
1: Well, I'll tell you what happened, and I always tell people this story, man. What mm-hmm. happened was is I think in ninth grade, no, I'm sorry, not ninth grade, uh, fourth fourth grade, um, so they had, we had school bands, so they still had instruments back then. So what happened was is the way it worked is they had school instruments and then every kid got to pick an instrument. So there was I saw the saxophone and something about it, man. It was just, I was like, what is that? You know, but they didn't have any more. So they were, they wanted me to play. So they gave me a trumpet. And I remember taking it home and I was like, I don't want to play this. So I remember begging my parents. I was like, man, can you please, can we get a saxophone? And they went out. They rented one. It was expensive. They really couldn't afford it, but they got one. Nice. And um, I brought it to school, and the teacher was not happy that I went out and got another instrument. And I remember having to learn how to play it on my own. Like I couldn't. I wasn't. I was in the little band and everything, but I had to kind of figure it out. But something about could that you?
0: Instrument. Could you read the notes? Like Say again? Could you? Were you learning how to read music too? Or were you just playing it? teaching the
1: kids, you know, the notes and everything. And I kind of, what happened was is when I brought the trumpet back to school, I didn't play any instruments. So I was not in the band for about maybe like a week or something like that. Right. I can't remember. But I remember we went and got a horn. I came back to the band and they had already started. And so they weren't teaching me how to play the saxophone. She was like, well, since you have one, you can just play. But I didn't know anything about it. So I, I, would, I had the little little Hale Leonard school book. I took it home, and I was just trying to learn.
0: Yeah, because they didn't have YouTube. They didn't have YouTube and no, stuff yeah, back in them yeah, days, yeah. so you really had to learn that shit.
1: Man, I had to, <laughs> let me tell you. It, I had to. So I, I would learn that, okay, two fingers is A, one finger is B, the middle finger is C. But I, I knew that in my head, but I couldn't read it Right. On paper. I didn't understand it. So what I would do is I would write the letters above the notes. So I, would, I would go home at night and I would like, no, this is a little fourth grade kid. I would go home. This is how bad I wanted to learn how to play. And I would go home and I'd write the little letters. And so we would, we would play these little songs like Mary Had a Lamb or whatever or something like that. You know, these little school kid songs. And I would be reading the letters, but not the notes. And the kids would be looking at me like, what is he doing? So what would happen is I started learning how to listen to what was playing and i started learning the music by ear. Nice. So i would be looking at the music but learn but playing it by ear but not really reading it. So that's how i learned how to develop my ear. And i faked it for a long time. For a long time i was i was just i would have the music in front of me and i wouldn't know what to do and i would just listen and i would learn the parts right on the spot.
0: Who, and who like it. who eventually <laughs> later taught you?
1: I taught myself. I I eventually just kept practicing, and you know, I I stayed in the school band. I went to another school, and they played some harder stuff. Man, they played stuff like John Philip Sousa, you know, "Stars and Stripes." All these like marching band stuff, and and I had—I was forced to learn. So I had to learn. I was—I was always behind. My ears were ahead of everybody, but my technique was behind everybody. So right. I just, you know, I was just, I, I struggled, you know, but I just, I don't man, I, I, something about that horn, man, I used to take it out and just look at it. Like something about the saxophone, man, just, I just fell in love with. I
0: just, so I just, so I, what was the first thing that, um what was the first gig you did? What was the first okay. one where oh. you did an awesome gig and your, your response was just like, hey, you know what? I can mess
1: with this. Well, you know what? That's going further down the line, but I'll tell you, they had this little program up the street from our house and I don't know, my mom told them I played. So they invited me to play. So I was just still learning, but I remember the theme from Rocky. Nice. <laughs> so I <learned> it. <laughs> and I played it by ear da, 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 da. and uh, everybody clapped and I was like, Oh shoot. You know, so I, I consider that's not really a gig, but that was the first time I played the horn in a way different from what, you know, kids were playing it, you know. Right. So, you know, I, I probably, when I got to high school, you know, we did, we I was in the jazz band and we would play these gigs in front of all the little grade schoolers and they would be cheering and screaming. And that's when I felt like, man, this is something I, I love this.
0: That's awesome. You know?
1: yeah yeah so so say,
0: you did know. you uh you got to college did you end up uh playing in college i did nice
1: yep yo that's that's kinda where it really took off i played in a big band out there and uh and uh you know what happened was is uh i had they had we had three bands we had a we had a the beginning band the intermediate band and the master band so I came in as a freshman, you know, and this, this other girl came in, and she was like this all-around superstar on the saxophone. So she went right to the master band. I went to the beginning band. And it took me a couple of years, but I worked my way up. And, uh, man, we were all over the world, man. We played everywhere, dude.
0: That's awesome.
1: So, yeah, it was it, was, it was pretty cool, man.
0: What what do you feel when you when you play music? What is it uh what does it do for you exactly?
1: It's everything, bro. You know, music is um, Elaborate. For me music is life. You know, a lot of people will tell you that a lot of musicians will be like, Yeah, you know, I play music but you know, I have a life. You no, know, for me it, it is life, man. It's basically who I am. Um, everything I do and move, everything I think about in this world is always, there's always a music attached to it. You know, even some of the decisions I make is crazy. So, like, so when I play, you know, I'm telling stories, bro. You know, telling stories about things that I've experienced and things that I see or things that I feel or, you know, what's happening in the world, anything, man. Anything I'm feeling, you know, music is, comes out of that. You know, I mean, I, I, I can't even, man, I can't even, I really can't even explain it the way I feel it. That's how, that's how, that's how powerful it is.
0: That's beautiful. What, um, you, you said you used to busk as well. Did you find, did you find, uh, interest in that?
1: Dude, man. Busking was, uh, something I did that was probably one of the most rewarding things I ever did. How so? Yeah, because before I, so what happened was I had already been playing and had done a lot of things and done festivals. And, uh, I was, uh, raising my daughter, just, just me and her. So, I couldn't go out and gig the way I wanted to because, you know, it's night, playing at night, I gotta come home and, care of you know right. my kid. And that's how I started writing my my uh album is I would go down there and I would play. And what's cool about it is that you set up on the street or a promenade or whatever and you just start, you know, you bring your little sound system. And I'm i I'm like what you call a real musician. So we don't normally play so most most real so the, so-called real musicians you know, we're all about playing with live musicians and other other people. Right. So, like playing to tracks and stuff like that was something we used to lap <laughs> Tracks, make. With you, <laughs> you, <sucker? laughs> you know. That's funny. So I, you know, so and you know, I, I was on the East Coast before I came out to LA. So on the East Coast, it's all about real music. Right. It's all about. It's not about that fake. You know, they're not into that that smooth jazz, and I went into like the real hard stuff. You know, whether it's I don't like, know. Some uh,
0: cats like jazz. I, I think jazz is pretty popular over there.
1: Well, well it just no, no, depends no, 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 where no, you're no, at. No, no. Let me let me let me clarify. So there's jazz, there's real jazz, and then there's like soft jazz, smooth jazz. So like on the East Coast, it's jazz is a big deal, but it's more like the real stuff, that heavy swing, that funky, hard like hitting like heavy, like you know, think think um Wu Chang clan and Will Smith. You know what
0: I'm saying? <laughs> I can't even imagine so, that shit. <laughs> so, so, the
1: hard the real stuff is like Wu Chang on that real, real vibe. Right. You know, and you go out to the West Coast and playing like Kenny G and that kind of stuff. That's like Will Smith. That's like very soft, like, you know, make everybody happy, very easy listening. So, what happened was, is I, 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 I had to change my game plan. I started playing out in the promenade and I was playing the tracks, you know, and, you know, I wasn't telling nobody because my musician friends would have laughed at me, you know, like, man, you playing the tracks, dude. But what happened was, dude, just to kind of make a a long story short, I ended up selling more CDs out there. I would sell more CDs in a week. That any band I ever played with, sold the entire time I played with it. Like I would, I would be selling CDs and like meeting people. Why? Do, why do you think
0: that is? Why do you think that is? I, I'm glad you brought that point up. What? Yeah. Why do you think people will give to just some rando as opposed to like if the if it's scheduled? Why? Why do you think the results are better on that?
1: Well, when you busk. Or when you play on the street or some, you know, like a that kind of vibe. Yeah. So here's here's the thing about doing that, is you have to be. You have to be to draw people's attention. See, when you when you have a gig, everyone's coming to see you, or they know you're going to be there. Right. So you already have an audience. But when you're on the when you're busking or you're on the street, you have to create your audience on the spot. So you have to be good enough to make people stop and listen to you. And you have to be giving them something that makes them say, "Oh, let me check this out." you right. know, and then you got to build a crowd. so I would we would have these crowds, man,
0: how long would it take you? because I've seen that stuff how How long does it take to get like uh, fifteen plus?
1: it could happen in a sec. it could happen in five minutes. It could take thirty minutes. It just depends on what you're doing and the time of day and so what what happens is you'd be playing. And this is when YouTube was really starting to kind of take off. So people weren't posting videos on YouTube like that, but um, people would stop. They, you know, and, and if you get their attention, and then what happens is, is more and more people start coming, and then you have a crowd, and then you got to maintain that crowd, and you got to rock that crowd, and then what happens is, is somebody will come up to your little table and say, "Hey, I want to buy a CD." And then as soon as one person would come up, more people would start coming. Next thing you know, it's a frenzy. You now
0: know? did you now did you do that because you wanted to get discovered? Or did you do that because you were helping the people?
1: No, man. I did that because I had to play. What do you mean? Had play. I
0: need to you play. You had to like, play for survival?
1: No, man. Just playing music is something I needed to I always have to do. It's just it's it is it is for me something I I don't have a choice. It's just something that's like I have to play that horn somewhere. And plus I needed to gig and I was I was working a little job at the time, but I left my job and I started doing that full time. So I was making more money playing out there. I was making about the same amount of money playing out there that I was working as I was making when I was working forty hours a week. So I would I would go out there and I'd pull.
0: Now, did you feel it was yeah. dangerous? Did you feel it was dangerous ever?
1: Well, sometimes, okay, so...
0: Because in, in those type of environments, you got all sorts of characters.
1: Well, when you bust, there's two different types. Like, So, like, a promenade is, like, an area where, like, it's like a mall, and they they had, like, it was... These, it, they had it set up for people to do it, so you had to get, like, a license and everything. Right. But, like, if you go out on the regular street... And just like any street corner, that's 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 risky because you're just out there in the street. And, like, you might be out there and the businesses might be like, yo, you know, you can't do that. And they'll call the police and they'll come by and, you know, shut you down. Or you could be out there and somebody might come running by and steal your bucket and run off with your money. Wow. You know, Did you ever have that happen? Um, I had some kids run by one time and, uh... Grab, grab my thing, and uh, I kind of jogged after them real quick, and they dropped it, you know. Um, but see, the area I was playing, it was regulated, so that kind of stuff didn't happen like that too much. But every once in a while, you get a knucklehead. Right. Some knuckleheads that would come running out.
0: Oh, you know, oh, old, old whip, like, whippersnappers! You know, <laughs> say again. I said, oh, whippersnappers! <laughs> yeah, man. You
1: know, there's you know, always some bad apples, man. Some people, you know, that want to mess up,
0: mess up somebody else's vibe. vibe. Yeah, yeah, you know, true.
1: just you know, ain't got nothing else to do, you know. But I try not to, you know. I try to be a nice guy, man, because I, I got a little bit of a short fuse sometimes. So I, you know, try to keep that under wraps. That's good, you know yeah i don't i don't want to like you know i got a lot to lose <laughs> right right <laughs> <laughs> you know you know at some point in life you get to a point where you realize you got something to lose I mean you don't have nothing to lose that's that's not a good thing cuz then you you, know, you you're willing to do whatever you know or hurt you know but i got some you know i've worked kind of hard for some things man so i don't want to you know i got stuff i don't want to lose so i you know i got a little bit of a temper Sometimes when it comes to certain when it comes to music and people messing with your stuff, so you know I have to control it so that I don't get myself in trouble. Right. Know? So I try to be cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So how how long did you put up with that? How long did you uh, find yourself out there?
1: Oh man, I did that for a few years, man. Matter of fact, I would have kept doing it, but I had to leave town to go take care of my grandmother but um but uh it was cool man because it was like it was dope because a lot of people looked down on it but i learned how to you learn a lot of things like even though i had already been on a big stage i had done some big stages you know it's kind of a to most musicians would to looked at it as like going backwards you know usually people bust first and then they kind of come up I had already done like some pretty big festivals and had been overseas. I had done some cool stuff and played with some famous people. So I kind of took a step backwards to play on the street. But what happened was I was able to kind of, I learned how to build an audience and control an audience as a performer, because these are random people that you never meet. You've never met strangers of all walks of life, man. You got everybody, man, from all different walks of life and, all different types of countries, just hanging out, listening. And so that's powerful, brother, because what happens is, is you, you're you doing something that brings all these random strangers together in one place, on the spot, off the cuff. Like, it's like it's unplanned. Right. It's like you just set up and you start playing, and all of a sudden, you got people different colors, different races, different backgrounds, You know, all standing together enjoying the same thing. And unplanned. That's I don't think people I don't think people realize how powerful that is. That you can bring you don't have to like be Michael Jackson or like a superstar and do these big world stages. You can do it in these little small spaces, man. True. You know, it's pretty powerful, brother. And then, then if you get people, then if those same people, I used to have a piece of paper. Set out and then I would have like sign up to my mailing list so they people would put their email down and, and then you know and then they'd come over and buy the music and then they would tip you know and it was it was pretty cool you know it was real cool man I would sell a lot of CDs if I was able to keep track of them it was kind of like I don't know if you, if you know the story a lot of cats have done this uh like Master P where he was selling CDs out of the back of his trunk yeah. Or if you get into uh, my dude,
0: um, well, some people to. are nervous about that. Like when you're the actual person, uh, some of those dudes who do that, they're they'll give you blank CDs, and there's no yeah. music on there, no matter what you're doing, you know. And that that's what deters people, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. At times, I mean, no one's buying CDs like that nowadays, right? But back back in the day. I had that happen maybe once or twice. I used to buy CDs from this from this dude, and it was uh, blank in Boston, but he would get them from New York, from like DJ Clue and all them, like these mixtapes mm-hmm. and whatnot. And and one time I bought one and it was empty and I was like, dang, got him. You know, I was like, dang. You know?
0: most, Man, I'd be so sick with it. I mean, yeah, it, it but, just the principle of it, you know. Yeah, you That's know how crazy. So the
1: DVDs on the street. Right. You know, I would be like, yo, play it. So I, <laughs> you know, and I would buy the one that they play, you yeah. know, so I'd be like, yo, you know, can you play it? So what I would do is I would just, um I just, you know, people just trust the situation, man, because what happens is, is you, people learn to trust you in a matter of seconds sure. based upon how you're performing. So depending on the kind of show that I give, and I always treat people fair, I always treat people with kindness. Man. I was always like, you know, I always try to talk to everybody, shake everybody's hand, and just say hello, you know.
0: That's good, and, man.
1: And so what would happen is, is the way you treat people, they kind of get that sense real quick. Like, okay, I, I trust this situation. So I'd be mean, buying a CD. And occasionally, I would have a bad one in the batch. And I would say, look, if you have any problems, just hit me up. You know, and so they, I had, this only happened to me, I've sold thousands of CDs, out there, and I can only count maybe three times where I had a CD that was bad, and um, someone called me. One person called me and was like, "Hey, my CD's not playing," and I was like, "Well, look, just give me your an address," and I sent I sent them a new one. He was cool. Another person called me and was like, "Oh, they emailed me. I was like, my CD's not playing," and so I was getting ready to send them one, and then they emailed me back and like, "Oh, it's playing now." <laughs> it was just a bad you know they put in a different player and it worked. So you know, I try to like. You know, these, are, these become, anybody who signs up to your as an artist, if anybody signs up to your mailing list, they become a fan. Because it takes a lot of effort to want to sign up to somebody's mailing list. Like, you've got to want to follow that person. It's different from hitting the like button and the follow button, you know, because anybody can do that. Right. But when someone gets on your mailing list, that means they want to know where you're playing. They, wanna, they want to, they're interested in you. So that means a lot. So, you know, I always tell artists, like, you know, mailing list. I know email seems archaic, but it's still important because those people are like, those are the ones that are going to buy you music or, you, you know, your T-shirt or, um, you know, anything you put out. I guess nowadays it's NFTs, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, I um, think Kanye's you know. got an NFT on the way. I'm I'm pretty yeah, stoked man. about that.
1: Yo, that's, that's, that's the thing, though, you know, because, you know. No one's buying music like they used to. So now you want to put something out that's exclusive to them, you know, to make them feel like it's something very special. So I didn't know nothing about NFTs, but I started doing a little research a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we're going we're gonna to be doing that soon, probably the next, within the year. Yo. that's good. Uh, yeah, man.
0: So what what do you think about um, playing music nowadays, going forward? Uh, you you came from uh, very humble times when music was more. I, I think it was more valued and appreciated back in the day. Yeah. You know, yeah. today it's just like, all right, what do you got? Let me hear. It. What do I feel? You know, it, it's like, yeah. it's a real quick transaction. Um, is, whereas back in the day you could really feel hey you know what this this is taking me somewhere you know yeah. so yeah um, what do you what do you feel though what do you think uh, the future holds?
1: Well man, you're right about that because like technology has kind of boosted everybody up you know because sure. everything's so fast now you know the scrolling. You know, it's like, you know, you drop a track and then it's like, oh, yeah, you catch a snippet of it, you know, or you catch it on a playlist, you know. And, uh, you know, the luster, the shine, the glow of the music industry is gone. That's that's no more, you know. The You know, when you buy a record and you're like, oh, you want to look at the artwork and you want to listen to it and enjoy it. You know, that, that whole glamour, you know, I mean, it's still glamorous in some ways, but all that zing and zest, if you, whatever you want to call it, that stuff is gone, man. Because music is now just, you know, anybody in their bedroom can make a track and put it on Spotify. Right. You know, there's a lot of noise out there, and then there's some music. There's a lot of music out there. And so, man, that's a hard question. I mean, it's not a hard question, but it's like you should always. You know, there's a lot of good quality stuff coming out, but I think that, you know, there's this, like, oversaturation of all this music that's out here, so much going through your earwaves. You know, it's not, doesn't have the same impact that it used to, but there's still You think there's that a lot of, music.
0: you think there's a lot of clones? What do you mean? Clones, like music that sounds the same.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, there's all, oh, oh, dude, come on. There's a lot of stuff out there, especially with, unfortunately with hip-hop. Did you st- did you think
0: I said clowns at first? No, I,
1: I, had to say <laughs> clones, but I didn't. I clowns because it's kind of similar. Said, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, man. But yeah. Uh,
0: well, know. I'm glad. I'm glad they got that we got people like you, man, because you really bring something natural to the table, and. Anytime I've seen you lay something down or whatever, it's solid. You know, you do it from the heart. You do it from the soul. You do it because you feel like you're making a difference in somebody's life. And I respect that. You know, that's, that's what it really should be all about. Um, you know, and, and it's universal. It's like, it's like the unspoken language, you know. And, um, yeah, yeah. It does unify people. I think that I think yeah. that we we run off frequency and depending on how you tune that frequency, you know, it matters. Like like back in the old days, you know, yeah. it it started on the campfire, you know, then it started yeah. on the radio. You know, people yeah. used to people forget, man. Families used to chill around the radio. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like like yeah. they they forget yeah. that concept.
1: But really um cool.
0: But yeah, save the music, man. I appreciate you, Antonio. Thanks for being on today. No, man.
1: Likewise, brother. Likewise. Um
0: in closing, um cuz we're running out of time here, do you uh what would you say to the newcomer? What would you say to somebody uh who doesn't really can't really read notes, um doesn't not sure the direction kind of likes music. What would you say to them?
1: Oh, I always encourage people to learn and go as far as they can and so don't worry about the notes you know i mean you can learn your instrument uh, unfortunately well not, not unfortunately but you know youtube and all these you know, there's it's, there's so much at your fingertips now so there's nothing there's no excuses for not if you want to do something there's no excuses not to do it because there's no way to not find information about it you know but i always tell that. You know, especially kids. You know, when it comes to like t- teaching lessons or something like that, or if I ever talk to parents, I was them that like, it's most importantly is is to always have fun. Like, make sure you enjoy it. True. Sure. Whatever you do, you know, sure. because the more fun, the more you enjoy it, the more you the fat the more you learn, the faster you learn. You know, so and then if you're making music, play from the heart, be creative. You know, you're gonna hear a lot of stuff out there. And you say, oh, that's cool. And you want to try to mimic it. And that's cool. You should. But then once you mimic it, learn how to create your own out of it and find your own voice. You know, once you find your own voice, now you're saying something. Now you got something to say with your music, you know? So when you're cloning something, you're not really saying anything because you're just taking what somebody else has already done and just duplicating it and putting it out there and just putting your own little stamp on it. Right. but when you start making your own stuff it's finding your you know creating being creative and trying different sounds different rhythms and different vibes and just doing different things now you're creating your own voice and your own style and there's room for everybody there's True. enough room for everybody there's
0: enough room the for society. everybody I'm glad you said that <laughs>
1: man, there, I'm telling you bro, there is man there's, we haven't even tapped into a fraction of what we could do with music Right, and all this stuff, man. We just keep repeating the same thing over and over again, you know, but someone's going to break that ceiling or break, break, you know, crack through and go beyond that because it happens every, every, it happens every few decades. Sure. You know, you know, when people crack and they break in, you know, it's just like what hip-hop did. It just kind of cracked through and broke in this whole new genre of music, you know, and so... It happens, man. And sure. I think right now it's just, you know you do hear a lot of the same stuff. You know, nothing against. I'm an old school hip hop cat, so I like, you know, what, what we would say as the OGs. I'm not. I don't consider myself an OG, but as they would say, like you know, real hip hop and real jazz and whatnot. But there's some good music out there today, man. There's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. a lot of good artists. You know, you just have to find your own voice. You have to, you know, have something to say. And I think that's why why we have, like, Billie Eilish, you know, is so popular because she's got something to say, something that people, you know, kids relate to. She's got her own voice, you know. And so you just got to do that, you know, and enjoy it. Have fun, you know. Don't do it for the money because if you do it for the money, it's not going to work out very well for you. Definitely. And it's hard because you got, you want to make money, but if you do, don't starve yourself you though.
0: I was just gonna say. Yeah, it's
1: hard. <laughs> there's,
0: there's gotta a, be a fine balance with that.
1: There's a thousand and one careers in the music. You
0: don't want to be a dusty out here.
1: Yeah, no, you don't. You don't. I tell, tell you what's important. <laughs> right, right, right. But I tell you what's important though: own your own your stuff. Definitely. So you know, write your own music, and make sure you register like a performing rights agency like ASCAP or BMI and own your publishing, make sure you register your music with a, you know, you've got to, you know, you use a DistroKid or CD Baby. You know, make sure you register with like a, uh, a sound exchange so that if your stuff gets played on video or radio, you get paid for it. So, you know, you make sure you take, you know, you learn the business. So Definitely. If, you, you, if you're going to make money, if you're going to do it and you want to make money, learn the business. Amen. So that, so that you can reap the benefits of your track so that when someone rips your track off you're not you're not losing you know because you can put yourself up on youtube and someone can take it and bite it and then put it back out you'd be like yo you know so make sure your stuff was like registered and that you own it so when you monetize it on youtube and whatnot you're getting paid for it you know or it's on spotify so that's so money is important.
0: Yeah, that's a whole nother topic, though. We're going to save that yeah. for the next one. Another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I thanks, Antonio. I appreciate you, man. Um, Likewise, man. Stay, stay blessed, man. I hope you keep your head up and and, and keep rocking it out, man. I appreciate you. Yeah.
1: Hey, man, my pleasure, brother. My
0: pleasure, man. All right. We'll talk soon. Have a good one. All right. Yep. You too, man. Peace. Bye.